Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 175 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much once again for joining us as we take a pause from our Come Follow Me materials for this week, or for today I should say, uh, and we take in some listener comments from Facebook uh, and also uh, share something that I've been studying that is aside from our Come Follow Me materials for the week. Remember, um, on the Facebook group and through email, you can share in a post or in an email of your own uh, there something that you've been studying, whether it is the Come Follow Me materials, something from there, or something else entirely different about the gospel. I'd love to have more people sharing what they've been studying for these types of episodes once a week. So, uh, today we'll start with the list of comments on Facebook. Uh, we've got a few this week, not as many as last week, so I will be sharing something else uh, at the end of this episode as well. Um, but in terms of the uh, the topics for this week that was uh, that had comments shared about them, uh, we had Candice Welch uh, sharing a couple. Uh, firstly, about forgiveness. Now, it's a fairly long one, but I want to share it because I think it um, encapsulates and summarises what I wanted to get across in terms of the principle of forgiveness and how forgiving others... Uh, for things that have been done wrong to us. Um, sometimes it's a little more complex than that, just being able to just straight away give, forgive someone. And I completely agree with that. Uh, she shares this. Uh, sorry, uh, it's I've really been th- contemplating the doctrine that if you don't forgive, you have the greater sin. Unfortunately, a lot of people use this when people are in trauma and grief over some terrible event. Kind of like you need to forgive them and get over this or you're the worst sinner. I think people say this because they have a hard time being around people hurting so much and just want them to feel better. I also know that forgiveness is not for the perpetrator, but for the victim to have pain and hatred lifted from their heart through the mercy of Jesus Christ and lead them on a new path of healing and love. But doctrinally, is not forgiving the person who abused, murdered or otherwise hurt you, someone you love, worse than the actual crime? Especially when the scripture says also that murder is the worst sin and that people will need to be suffered for by the perpetrator followed by adultery. It just makes me think that maybe the greatest sinner isn't the mum who's not forgiving the murder of their child, and etc. But maybe that it's a more specific situation. The parable in the New Testament is when someone asks forgiveness and isn't granted. Isn't this the case? Is this the case? If someone truly repents and asks forgiveness, we then have the greatest sin for not forgiving. Or even if they haven't truly repented but still say sorry. This is so complicated. In the end, I know forgiveness heals your soul and allows you to grow a more godly life and everyone should seek to forgive. But I also know that it takes a long time and even if we're not perfect at it, the grace of Jesus Christ covers that weakness also. This this is just brilliant. This is exactly what I was trying to get across in the right way and hopefully I did in the episode. Um, but if not, then you know, Candace's words I, I completely agree with. That obviously, this is a much more complex thing than just saying, well, if you don't forgive, you have the greater sin because we we don't have the full context on different situations. And certainly we are not the judge. Um, I think that obviously if the Lord sees as Candice spells out that situation of someone that willingly and intentionally hurts or destroys a family, doesn't have a repentance or, or a contrite heart about it, and that family struggle to forgive that person. I think there's a completely understand, understandable, a completely understandable um, reasons behind why why that that may be a, certainly a different matter. Um, but I think, as she says, it is the situations where 
we are not trying to forgive that person that you know that is that is perhaps where we need to be able to receive the grace of Christ more for our for our weakness there and again you know just with any sin or any um transgression you know the grace of Christ has covered that but we need to have, try and overcome um that that pain and that resentment there for our personal um development in this life not you know for, to try and save ourselves from that sin just like with any sin um which is which is great um so yeah really really great comment there uh, and then Candace Welch uh, shared another great comment about uh, William L McClellan, McClellan uh, saying it's astonishing to me that these men can have such great miracles of receiving the perfect revelation that answers all your questions or seeing a woman's arm healed in an instance obviously referring there to Ezra Booth or seeing an angel and the golden plates, or even seeing Jesus Christ and still leave the church. So referring there to um, Oliver Cowdery and others, I'm sure. I think it's a symptom of feeling secure in your testimony and not continuing to seek the Spirit and grow your testimony. If you stop learning and growing, you start valuing, valuing other things more than the gospel. And that's when that's what seems to have happened to all these men. And I'm sure there are a few women, but their stories aren't documented in Scripture. Again, I, I love uh, Candice's comments, and so um, I hope they keep coming. Um, just really thinking about um, how it really applies to our lives and how we need to be careful uh, and build our own testimony and strengthen that. Um, because, as she says, it's when we become complacent um, that problems can start to arise and we start to lean less on the Lord and rather more on something which we have built up, which we haven't strengthened previous or haven't strengthened enough more recently. There's a great uh, article I'm going to share for this last half of this episode um, by Erica Lam uh, in the um, in the New Leahona in June 2021. Now it doesn't say that it's a digital only uh, article, so it should be in the um, in this month's um, Leahona, but it's in the young adult section, and I think that I think that's in there um, in the paper copy. But obviously, go to the Gospel Library app, if, and I'll share the link uh, in the Facebook post as well. Um, but she talks about, uh, the title is, Where Was My Instant Miracle? Now, uh, I'll, I'll give kind of a, the context to this in what she says at the beginning. She says, quote, I've been praying for a miracle for months. In September of 2019, I went in for, for a sinus surgery and there was an, an unexpected complication that made me lose function in one eye. I had an emergency surgery to try and fix the damaged eye and my, my surgeon felt confident it would be completely healed within three months. I also received several priesthood blessings where each time I was promised a full recovery. But those three months came and went and nothing changed. I've been promised healing multiple times, but I've had surgery dates fall through and other setbacks and my eye is still far from healed. This experience has brought me months of mental, emotional, spiritual and physical struggle. But every time I get another blessing, I am always promised that I'll be healed, close quote. And to this day, she shares that, you know, she hasn't had an answer. She hasn't had an answer to all these promises. And it's, you know, it's getting to 15 or so months uh, since September 2019, maybe even a bit more. And so the question is then, um, where, why is this healing? Where is this answer? And I think that this, whilst obviously is a very unique situation for her, I think the, uh, the 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 premise of what's going on here happens to so many of us for so many things. Whether it is, you know, an, an answer to a financial struggle that still hasn't come, despite the Lord promising us that when we pay our tithing and other things like that. I mean, I don't want to focus on tithing because we've spoken on this podcast previously about how the 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 
Laura Tyne doesn't have a financial blessing attached to it necessarily. It just has promised blessings with it, that the Lord will open the windows of heaven for blessings. So I obviously mentioned the law of tithing there, but that isn't the the, the silver bullet in all our financial problems, uh, may I just say. But, you know, we, we keep the law of tithing, we keep the commandments, we go to church, we do these things. And yet some of us are still going through financial struggles that we've had for months and perhaps for years and still haven't been able to get to the bottom of. Some people may have an addiction or a or a. Uh, an emotional uh, struggle which they've just not been able to overcome through years and years of, of disciple-like living. Some of us have physical uh, ailments or difficulties that through no fault of our own have come up or in our family's lives we see a, a, a and obviously many listeners will know that this is a very personal one for me that there is difficult uh, physical uh, medical difficulties that have come up through no fault of our own and there is no answer yet as to why these things are happening or for how long this will have to go on for. Um and we pray and we do our we we fast and we we search for answers and yet those answers perhaps haven't come yet this is all kind of a situation that um this this author is in you know she hasn't received the answers to this and yet um she says um this um she she was studying the miracles of Jesus in the new testament and we and when you first think of them you think oh these people were healed straight away you know why where is my instant miracle but as she points out, um, the story is not quite so clear-cut as that if you think about it. She shares, quote, The woman with an issue of blood touches his robes and she's instantly healed. The man born blind asks for healing, so Christ tells him to wash in the pool of Siloam, and the moment he does, he's healed. The leper seeks to be healed, and in an instant, he's completely cleansed. Jairus's daughter, who has died, has been told to rise from the dead, and she does, right away. The man who is possessed is immediately set free when Christ calls out to him. And then she says this, quote, This didn't make any sense to me. All these miracles were instantaneous, so how come I was still waiting on mine? It seems so unfair. But after some pondering, the truth hit me. Even though all these miracles were immediate, those who were healed had dealt with their hardships and sufferings for a long time beforehand. The woman with an issue of blood suffered for 12 years and exhausted all her emotional and financial resources before her miracle came. The blind man knew nothing but blindness for his entire life before he was blessed with sight. The leper suffering the terrifying onset of leprosy and the pain of the disease living as an outcast for who knows how long before he was healed. Jairus's daughter had suffered to the point of death before her miracle came. The possessed man had been bound by unclean spirits for some time before there was an opportunity for freedom. Close quote. I love these, um, these um, things that she shares because these are all exactly true, that these people who had suffered and seemed on the face of the story to receive instant miracles actually hadn't. They had in some cases for their for years and or even for their whole lifetime up until through adulthood had experienced these hardships and difficulties. Now, is this a uplifting and um, kind of, does this help us get us the answers we want right now? Probably not. But what it does teach us is that the answers will come and that the Saviour is aware of us and our needs. And for reasons we do not know now, we will have to go through these trials and difficulties. But answers and healing will come. The Saviour will promise that to us. Whether it is even in the next life, we will be able to find healing and peace um, if we stay close to him uh, and, and, and seek to receive his, his healing and blessing. 
Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do join us tomorrow as we begin our new study of Come Follow Me for for the the coming week. Uh, And please share the podcast with someone that you know. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.